DJ and PK, it's time to bring in Tim Lacombe. Utah Jazz Radio Studio Analyst, used to be on the BYU and Utah basketball staffs. Tim, good morning. Good morning, you you 18-year colleagues and associates. I was shocked when I saw that number. <laughs> you were shocked we've been doing it that long? Yeah, just <laughs> pretty amazing stuff right there, isn't it? I mean, I, you've been in the same room all that time, knowing the backstory like I do, you know? <laughs> It's just it's a it's a great story. I think it should be made for TV, Lifetime or some TLC or something like that. You have literally sat in the room. If these walls could talk, right? Yeah, and for the right price, particularly right now, I'll speak. I'll, I'll speak loudly and proudly. Somebody will pay me for my story. <laughs> Always the cash. Always the cash with me. But any anyway, no, what I want to know. That's really really cool. What do you Two think Big Rick like would say point, if I really he knew like you lasted 18 years? 18 years. Freaking amazing. I tweeted about you guys. I said, you're like, the, uh, you're like the odd couple, which is not far from the truth. We, we, care, we care a lot what you think, but we really care what Big Rick thinks. Yeah. Um, well, I wonder what he would say. Let me think about that for a second. Maybe I'll make an appearance. <laughs> okay, all right. You work on that. Uh, we... I just like to break into him, you know? <laughs> Did you ever do Big Rick to Rick? Probably not, huh? No, no. <laughs> he, uh, he, threatened, he threatened me pretty good for having heard that I was doing it and basically said, if you ever do that again, I'll break your neck. <laughs> um, and that was pretty much the end of that conversation. <laughs> he said it with love, of course. I mean, there was no malice. But you took him seriously nonetheless. Oh, yeah. It was kind of, you know, I'm a big fan of the mafioso. And when the cop, capo speaks, you, uh, you kind of stand down, or else you go for a ride in the car. And I didn't want to go for a ride in the car. Um, I just kind of stood down. Sleep with the fishes. We do want to talk to you about the, the headline of the day, and that is uh, Devin Kafusi uh, played two years at BYU, 12 tackles, uh, 25 games, limited role there. He is transferring to the U, which on the surface struck me as a little curious because we know Utah has a lot of good defensive linemen. Now, they do like to play too deep and play eight guys, keep them fresh, wear down an offensive line over the course of a game. But still, they're so good that when you start looking at their sixth, seventh, and eighth guys, they tend to be young guys on their way up who may not be NFL guys today, but are going to be by the time they're done. And so it's hard. If you're having a hard time getting playing time anywhere else, BYU in this case, but if you have a hard time getting somewhere else, the thought that you're going to go to Utah and get on the field, man, you got to be really good at playing Utah's D-line. And the football side of it aside, how much tension is there between the programs when someone transfers, and how different is it now that it's Pac-12 and independent as opposed to when it was Mountain West, Mountain West? Because we were trying to redo the timeline, and we're, we're pretty sure that you had a uh, front-row seat when, say, Trent Whiting moved from Utah to BYU, and probably remember the emotion around that. Yeah, it's, it's definitely emotional. It's funny because I, I, made, you know, I made the move just from a coaching standpoint, um, 
And there was there were literally people on both sides that, you know, a fraction of people on both sides that took a while for the BYU people to really warm up for me. It took a long time for Utah people to be okay with the fact that I was working there. Um, and it's just funny, you know, the dynamic that exists. But I agree with you. I think that that Utah stacked and. Um, but the one thing, typically, those Kafusi kids get better with age. Um, you know, at least the experience we had coaching Bronson and Corbin and then kind of watching Bronson and Corbin uh, develop as players. You know, I think Bronson was probably the most ready-made guy right out of the gates. Um, but I think Devin's a little, built a little bit more like Corbin. I think Cor- took Corbin and, you know, through his two years, I think after his sophomore year, he started seeing some some real, um, and it probably coincided with him playing less basketball. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it is, it, I, the one, the person I feel the worst for is the kid, you know, that, that makes that decision because it, they're going through some stuff on both sides for sure. So, since you worked at both schools, which school has the better people? Um, you know, I actually took a satellite program at Kinahan University, which was a spinoff. Um, I guess they bought this university out of bankruptcy, and it was just a straight communications PR firm that I worked for. And the communication portion of it was awesome. The PR was a nightmare because they tried to get you to say things you didn't want to say, you know, and ask questions that led to witness and stuff like that. So... I would say Kinahan <laughs> University is probably my favorite. So follow-up then, uh, was, was Jeff Judkins a better human being when he worked at Utah or at BYU? <laughs> hard, to, hard, to be a, hard to be a better guy than Juddy. Um, we used to joke all the time, the old show coach, like if Dauber were to be personified. Yeah, Dauber. <laughs> I knew you were going there. <laughs> Juddy was, a, Juddy was Dauber, man. And... Uh, he he just had these quirky little juddy things. I'll give you one quick one. I was I was rooming with him at the University of Utah years back. In fact, it was when we were playing the first round of the NCAA tournament. We were playing Iona in Dallas. I think was the school we drew. Am I right on that, PK? Iona and then Iowa State. I think was the was the route that year. Yeah, yeah, and Dallas exactly. Yeah, and, Ke- and Keith was and sick for the uh, Keith was sick, Iona game. Right. Yeah. So we're sitting in the room, and Juddie's just befuddled over the fact that Keith's sick. He just can't understand it, you know. And we're getting ready to go down to shoot around. And he goes, "I go to turn the TV off." He goes, "What are you energy conscious? Leave the TV on." That's kind of majestic. That's what I do. He said, leave the TV on, then the maid will think you're in here and won't come steal your money. (laughs) (laughs) Just just the way his mind worked. Oh, my goodness. I mean, I seriously have thousands of stories about people. They're little quirks. But Juddie, man, I don't know that he could be a better person either place. I think he's just as good a person as you all ever meet. I'll second. And I like to make you guys laugh. This is good. <laughs> the Juddy story. You are a tough crowd. Sometimes I'll get on here and make it just be radio science. So I'm dang, I got to step on my game. Well, Tim, 
Uh, what do you think of Joe Biden getting the uh, looking like he's going to get the nomination here for the Democratic Party? <laughs> Number one, <laughs> just put a list together like Joe would do. I'm just excited to see this. I mean, once we get through all this craziness, if we ever do, I hope we do. Um, I mean, all we need right now is Sonny and Cher playing on the radio every morning. I wake up, I feel like it's Groundhog Day. Um, but Joe Biden, Joe Biden is a fine, sleepy Joe, sleepy Joe will be fine. He's a good man. Um, Joe, yeah, Joe's a, uh, he's a list maker though. If you watch his tendencies, he loves to throw lists together with numbers one, two, and three. He's always going to solve a problem with a list. Just an observation. Tim Lacombe joining us here, uh, radio studio, studio analyst and uh, former BYU and Utah basketball staffer. So we've got a, a feature we just started here a couple of days ago. What did you watch last night? Because usually the answer is, well, I watched the Jazz play, right? Or I watched on a Thursday night, whatever the big game is on, uh, on TNT. It's pretty predictable what our viewers watch. They watch whatever the biggest game was. They watch the Utes, the Cougars, and the Jazz. But now we don't have that. So, Tim, what did you watch last night? Um, got home, flipped on the coronavirus briefing. That's always good entertainment. Um, and then we had an awesome dinner in the park. We actually did a little picnic in the park, my wife and daughter and I. Um, and one of the cool things that's come out of this is my daughter, she's 13 or 14, she's never really thrown baseball with a mitt. You know, I kind of skipped over her, so we've kind of refined that skill. So we did that and came home and I am headfirst into Better Call Saul. So I'm finishing up season two right now. And that was my evening. I've, I watched a couple of those. You guys watch Better Call Saul or Breaking Bad or any of that stuff? I don't not see the, you uh, Breaking Bad, uh, yeah, but not the, the other one. Okay, it's just a spinoff of Breaking Bad, yeah. It's a story about the attorney. So, yeah, watching that, watched that last night. But I've been through story of Gordon Monson with the Tigers, Tiger King. Um, <laughs> and, and then I've seen, uh, I've watched the Ozark from start to finish, season Ooh. three. <laughs> so other than that, um, that's been my TV stuff. But I'm missing... I actually pulled up an old BYU, a Florida game the other night that we we won in 2010, 2000. It was a year when Mike Lloyd went berserk in the tournament, but I watched some of that. It was fun. All right, Tim. We appre- points, yeah. yeah. Tim, we appreciate a few minutes. Thanks for checking in uh, on our anniversary week, our birthday week. Uh, hey, hey, one more thing. You know, uh, you know, I really happy birthday. And I'm sorry we came through. You know, a big party, everybody would be there. Uh, you know, but I, I will get a cake, an ice cream cake for you when I can when I can get it, and we'll have it together, okay? <laughs> okay, thanks, Big Rick. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay, Tim, goodbye. Tim Lacombe, Utah Jazz Radio Studio Analyst and a former BYU and Utah basketball staffer.